This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Hold up. We are back here on the block uh, on a Thursday, a thirsty Thursday. So thanks to Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle for stopping us in and uh, letting us to taste some uh, some delicious wine uh, and beer today. Uh, Strick, you still got some of that wine that you might be sipping on throughout the, the remainder of the show, so that'll be nice. Throughout the remainder of the show, I think I'm <laughs> going to take care of this. Yeah. I mean, I thank him for leaving it because I, I think that was a phenomenal blend of wine. Oh, I'm is. not a big cab guy. Because I think it's sometimes just a little too dry, but that went really smooth. Oh yeah, and and just delicious. I mean, yeah. It, uh, so I, yeah, that's a that's a great one. Um, it's it's kind of interesting today. A few different guys in the NFL uh, calling it a career. Uh, we'll get to the, the big one here in a second. Uh, Alex Mack, uh, a Niners center, is retiring after 13 seasons, seven Pro Bowls uh, with three separate teams. So a uh, great career there. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Calls it a career. He started all uh, for all nine teams that he played for, which is an NFL record. Never made the playoffs. He was always kind of that uh, fill-in quarterback, I suppose. He had a, a few years there in Buffalo where I think they had a chance to get kind of close, but uh, ultimately, obviously, going up against the Tom Brady and uh, the New England Patriots in that division at that time. But uh, the Fitz Magic was fun when it happened. It was just ever postseason Fitz Magic. Yeah, uh, but I love the beer too. It yeah. reminds me of you a little bit. Yeah, I got to grow you it out a little more. Yeah. yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> I got to go and I got to start. Uh, maybe I can bring uh, my own magic into the studio here. Um, but the biggest one, I think, is uh, Frank Gore. Frank Gore is retiring on the NFL's third all-time leading rusher. Uh, and I just what I always find fascinating about Frank Gore is, well, for one, he's 39 years old. That's a heck of a, a start, you know, a career for a running back. You usually get a three- to four-year window with those guys. Um, he was a third-round pick in 2005, um, played a majority of his, his career, obviously, with the, the 49ers. Uh, he's going to sign a one-day contract contract with them to end up at retiring. What do you think about is, is his longevity enough to get him? I mean, he's the number three all-time leading rusher. Is that enough to get him to the hall of fame or is, I mean, cause he didn't peak so much. I mean, he had one second team all pro, a heck of a year in 2006. Five Pro Bowls, which is solid. Not always going to guarantee which, you. Who are we talking about? Frank Gore. Oh, Frank Gore. Yeah. Um, Great longevity. Yeah. And did it in multiple. Yeah. I mean, I just think he was solid, right? He was yeah, like, always solid. He was just solid as a rock. I mean, it, you you knew what you were getting out of Frank Gore, and then every now and then, I think even with bad lines, he still made it look good. Not Barry Sanders ish, yeah. Where Barry Sanders was just freaking great, no matter what. He wasn't shifty, but I mean, he got you that three, that four when you needed it. You know, it was he was just solid. I mean, if if you needed six and 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 it was crucial and it was time for it, he would get it for you. That. That's what I thought of Frank Gore. Yeah. I just thought he was just solid. I thought he had the greatest name. You you know who he looked like to me though. That- you remember Goro? Uh, from like Mortal Kombat. From Mortal Kombat. Yeah. He just reminded me of Goro. Yeah. Like when I thought of Gore, I looked at Goro and I they just yeah. uh, 
that the the funny face he just kind of had, you know, a few he, less arms, I suppose. Yeah, than Goro, a, little, but... a little more, you know, a little more arms. Goro had, but yeah. other than that, you know, Goro was just real stout and just tough oh, yeah. and just hard to beat. Because I remember fighting him on Mortal Kombat, I just oh, couldn't yeah. beat him, so was I tough. just quit. And that's what I felt like, uh, you know. Yeah, Gore was. He was just solid. I just find it interesting. To I think see, he could say. Yeah, I, I think he does too. But he only had one year where he's over uh, twelve. Uh, you know, I think he had one year where he's had twelve hundred eleven. That was the second highest total um, as far as rushing. He had, he had the one year, like we said, second team All Pro, where he had almost seventeen hundred yards. Never more than ten touchdowns rushing. I mean, so it's kind of one of those situations where I, I think he enveloped too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, developed, meaning that he came in hard nosed rusher. He came in, um, you know, he was a bell cow back. Then he started working. He, his hands got better. Like, he, he, when he was early on, that wasn't like a signature thing for him, you know, catching out of the backfield. So I thought he got – I thought he just progressed his game a lot, you know. Yeah. I thought later in his game he'd catch out of the backfield and get you something. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he, I, th- I do think he'll make it. I just find it fascinating because I always have that, that one that, you know, that kind of – the the way that I like to measure it, if I don't know if you should be a Hall of Fame if you're never sustainably, I suppose, a top five player at your position. I always see Frank Gore as like the tenth best running back in the league, you know, or you know, somewhere around there. Um, and obviously, you know, a little bit less in the in the later years. But um, the longevity is, is probably going to be enough to get him there. Um, like we said, number three all time, sixteen thousand total yards uh, rushing for him throughout his career. Uh, and uh, obviously, too, was part of that uh, Miami team that had just like all the great running backs. Um, and Nebraska knows well because they played him in the two thousand one uh, championship game. Uh, ended up being the two thousand to Rose Bowl, but uh, uh, was that Clinton Portis and Najee Davenport and uh, uh, I try to remember who else was Willis McGay and Frank Gore uh, could do worse for a college. Well, running I, I mean, Jeremy on the text line, basically, I, I think he throws this out there. I think it's worth us noting. Uh, he says, if Frank Gore gets in, Chuck Foreman and Roger Craig needs to get in first. How do you think about that? Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Those are the ones that are always kind of left out, and you kind of think, well, when when are they going to get their opportunity? Um, I I could definitely uh, you know kind of agree with that. Roger Craig um, kind of changed the way that we looked at running. I was talking about getting you know running back getting uh, catches out of the backfield. Um, so yeah, and and Foreman's just long overdue. So it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting. I, you know, it's it's one of those things. Maybe you know, you don't want to get to the place of uh, of a Hall of Fame just like bring them all in, bring everybody in. But uh, it seems to be a weird line drawn in the sand there for for Roger Craig and Foreman. Uh, shout outs, shout outs to everybody that's sending in to the text line. You know, welcoming me back. Um, I appreciate that. You know, Kirk from Georgia. You know, I passed through Georgia, so you know, shout out to you. Uh, thanks for that. Now, Bach, I don't, I'm, I don't understand this one. Before we go on to the next one, okay? Uh, somebody, Joe P, on the text line says, "Who's your, who's your guy's favorite MK player?" Oh, he's going back to Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I was like, um, um, who was that? Um, yeah. What is MK? MK Ultra? What, I mean, I <laughs> what is MK? Um, so you got like Bach? Luke Kang or Johnny Cage. Uh, Sonya Blade, try to think of the sub zeros in there. Um, you want you want me to tell you? Yeah, you go with yours first. It's is is kind of how Sticky was. E Sticky, get over here, <laughs> Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion, baby, that was <laughs> my go wrong get over here. Yeah, I loved him. <laughs> I loved his finishing moves. To me, it was just yeah, yeah. Dynamic. 
I would and say then when he took his head mask oh, off. Oh yeah, and he he's a, a skeleton. skeleton yeah. yeah, that was very cool. Scorpion. <laughs> Scorpion. I liked his. Uh, you know, I, I I think I would like to probably Sub Zero. I was like kind of the freezing. I knew you was gonna go with. I knew you was yeah. gonna be the opposite of me. That's why you. We need to have a Stricky and Bach grudge match in here <laughs> and shootout. And yes, and yeah. shootout. Just. Every once a month, we need to have a Stricky Bach shootout, <laughs> and we need to have Nate Dog read the questions and somebody else to do the questions because Nate Dog gives all the good questions to Bach. <laughs> there's actually also been it's kind of interesting. Um, there's been it's talks- a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> It's one in here. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm telling you, Nate Dog sets it off. It's X Files up in here. Well, I appreciate it. It helps me get the wins. Um, there's been an interesting how uh, <laughs> he's waving his head over there. Uh, it's interesting because uh, oh, th- there's been um, callings for uh, boxing matches, not celebratory, celebratory boxing matches here at the ticket where um, Nate might take on Nick if uh, if they Whoa. get to 10 wins. And now Jay Foreman and, and Sip got into it this morning. Uh, Sipple, who has a boxing background. So we might have to find Ooh. you a sparring partner before. Uh, it's a negative. <laughs> Unless the only way he's tricky is getting in the ring is if it's going to be not Logan Paul, but if it's going to be against Jake Paul, Floyd <laughs> oh, money making wow. Mayweather. He just did one that he made 50 stacks. Oh yeah. I'm only getting in and taking 10. He, he did I don't that. need 50. <laughs> just give me 10. I'll go round for round, blow for blow and even fall for 10. He probably won't knock you out. He's a defensive boxer. Yeah, but I, I will still take the fall because I yeah. know three minutes of them them rounds, I will be dead tired. <laughs> I am, would you get in there with with Mike Tyson? No, for for the for the stacks. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I just yeah, I'd get knocked out. You get in 50, there for ten million fall, dollars, yeah, and fall like um, what what's the big what what's the what's the guy that got in and uh, well, gosh, what was his name? He had a brother, Spinks. Oh yeah, not oh, Michael, yeah. but the other one. <laughs> he got in there, and I swear Mike Tyson missed him, and he fell for the millions. <laughs> That's how I'm falling. I'm going out for the millions. If, if I Mike wonder Tyson how often. swings. I don't care oh, yeah. if if Buck. You see the di- people in, on 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 the uh, on the streams can't see how far Baca is away from me. If Mike Tyson missed from the distance that Baca and I are right now, like he's beyond my hand reach. Mm-hmm. So. If he missed, I'm falling as if the wind knocked me out. <laughs> Just the wind of the blow, I'm going down. You're taking the fall. I I'm wonder how often that's happened in boxing. I, I guarantee you it happens more than, than you think. Yeah, it's interesting. Floyd Mayweather is one thing. Mike Tyson, like, could actually probably kill someone with his bare hands. That's so why I'm probably the dude not is getting absolute, in the ring. Nate, though, yeah. that's why nah. the idiot that was messing with Mike Tyson on the plane is absolutely idiotic and stupid. Like, he could legitimately kill you. Facts. Like I know Mike Steel Tyson is will today. and have you seen they have YouTube videos I swear every year of him how fast his hands are that, no that, I know that, it's crazy so no Bob, Mike Tyson yeah, is no. where I draw the line because I actually want to get out of the ring alive but for ten million no you he literally might kill you I get ten million Floyd to Mayweather your family. Oh, well, hey Floyd well, Mayweather well, sure sure Nate, Nate Dog here I got something for you me with MMA gloves Mike Tyson. <laughs> 
with the big, you know, the ones that they give you for the kid, the big gloves that's about as oh, big as your, I know what you're saying. your half of your body. Right. Yeah. If, yeah. If he has those gloves on, I'll step in the ring with Mike Tyson. All right. I'd probably do the same. But then how are you going to make the money? I'm making the money because it's a clown show. <laughs> he's, still, he's still taking the fall. I'm taking the fall. Still taking even the still. Fall. I'm taking but the no, fall. I'm assuming this came out because Nick and me and the Nick boxing match is still on the cards. But yeah. Nick won't accept. Nick's not going to do it. I've said I would. You're into Nick. it, even though he's got he's he's got a job in uh, news. So he that's the thing is I got to protect my face. I got the money maker, and I'm still hey, he's why still not? into it. Why not raise some money for charity or something? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, only only charity Stricky is doing is if it's Floyd Money Mayweather. <laughs> he just made fifty stacks, bro. Yeah. He stepped on. I didn't even know it was on. It was like an exhibition. It right? was he, an he exhibition. didn't want it in his uh, record. Yes. Well, did he reason. win? Yeah, I think. 50 I stacks, bro. Would you step in there with Frank Gore? Did you see oh, Frank yeah. Gore <laughs> just sleep that. the last dude? <laughs> I mean, he put – there's a song out there that says, A up, phase down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how he laid that cat uh, out, Oh, bro. yeah. See, I'll, I'll get – for $10 million, I'll get knocked out. That's fine. I'd do it for a lot less than $10 million. But to actually put my life on the line, that's, I don't know about that. Like Mike Tyson, like legitimately, Mike Tyson, even at his age, if you were opened up and your hands weren't up, and he had a full swing and he hit you in the right spot, he could kill you. Well, I'm going with the high guard the whole time. You got to. I'm oh, yeah. going to allow you him got to the hit. body shot. I'm going to let him hit me with the body <laughs> shot. You're going to break so, a rib. <laughs> have you seen those anime videos where they show the guys when they're hitting their bodies and it shows the inside just breaking off? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how I would feel. But I would, I would straight go down and I would be uh, kidney stone peeing for the, <laughs> for the money, though. For the money. Yeah, for the money, though. See, there, you go. there you go. As long as I don't get slept like Nate Robinson. Oh, that yeah. was bad. Was, was like, it? And that was one of the Paul brothers, wasn't it? I don't even know who is who no, at this point. Don't, don't they was, both box? I don't I think, think it was a Paul. Brother. I think they. It both. might have been a Paul brother. Now I would fight one of them absolutely. I'd lose, but I'd take the yeah, money. Those guys are they make good. a lot of money they make doing a that lot of too, money, bro. I'm pretty sure they're just YouTube guys. I, I don't, don't even know what they're doing, bro. I don't listen. Did you yeah, see Jake Paul? Did you see Gervonta Davis? I did not. Oh my God! Big Baby Davis is supposedly going to be doing. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> negative. Yeah, I won't be watching that one. But listen, I'm an MMA guy now. Okay. But I literally, before I left, they had like a little get together at a spot. We went in there, had some hookah, some you know, a few drinks, nice. and they had to fight. And I'm watching this guy that he fought Romero or something like that. And I'm watching him. You know how they show him in the locker room, and they're kind of showing hitting the bags yeah. and stuff like that. He was so stiff; he had no fluidity to him. And I'm like, this cat's going to sleep because if you're going to fight Gervonta Davis without any fluidity, and he can see your uh-huh. all your punches and just set you up, and he now he was getting to him, but he found him on the on the ring on the ring. Gervonta slips left. As he was about to throw a punch, and he threw the quickest left hook that I've seen with power that I haven't seen since Roy Jones Jr. You know how Roy used to throw them real quick, quick snap hooks? He threw it so quick to the left as he was sliding down the ring, and the guy stepped in, and he slept in where he went through the the ring like 
Oh my! <laughs> Good night, baby. Go seepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the bottle in the thumb. You know yeah. the binky. Yeah. That part. Yeah. I think Jim Gray had to calm Durante Davis down in the post-match uh, interview. <laughs> it was not uh, situational awareness wasn't there for him, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at least he is a good fighter. Uh, so there is that much for him. Uh, real quick before we get into hitting the hardwood, um, uh, Ohio State. Ryan Day was speaking. They're they're kind of you know all these coaches now are kind of doing these um, conventions or whatever to try to boost up their NIL. Um, Ohio State, Ryan Day, said they believe they need $13 million in NIL money to keep the football roster together. My gosh. Pay for play, Buck. This is what I've been telling you. This is the rabbit My hole that you God. wanted with the NIL. I, this is what I, it's do, I did want it, and I love it, and I'm enjoying it. Whoa. No. <laughs> no. Right. So, no. So this basically, isn't amateur athletics anymore. So what you're saying – no, it's not. It's not. So no, what you're and it saying, hasn't been for years, so that's I'm glad that the, the that fluke of it being amateur athletics is gone now. So $5 million to the quarterback or $3 million to the quarterback and 10 for the rest of the team? Yeah, it depends on, it depends on how you break it up. Cause it's going to be Riola is going to be in that too now. Yeah. He's yeah, probably going to demand be. about five. Well, freaking um, my guy in Texas took – Part of that too, yeah. Quinn Ewers, they, Quinn Ewers, yeah. They, they, they got two million of that. Yeah. In like that's so the out. part right there that throws me for the loop is you've got these cats that are getting. This is what we've talked about on the block. You've got to figure out a way to minimize it in the recruiting process, right? Because otherwise, cats just do Quinn Ewer moves, uh-huh. bounce back, and you double up the bag. Because you know he got it in Texas too. Stop it! If you yeah. if you're on the Texas line right now, definitely paying, and you don't yeah. you don't think he hit the lick also in in Texas? Please stop. He just launched his uh, nil. Uh, um, he keeps a lot of them quiet, but this one with uh, he's got a partnership with Fortnite. Uh, Quinn Ewers does him and Xavier Worthy. Um, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, f- apparently Fortnite's doing one where you can't uh, build anything. So I don't. I, I like building in Fortnite, but in any case, well, you can't. What do you mean you can't build and lock somebody in? Yeah, you can't in? build like the blocks and yeah. So I guess that's, that's, that's the best part. part. That's taking that part out. Trap somebody. Yeah, trapped, <laughs> that's the fun part of it. But yeah. uh, to launch that, they they hired Quinn Ewers and Xavier Worthy to uh, to. Say they play it basically and have their own little commercial. Um, so is that all I got to do? Is just say I played it? <laughs> Honestly, and don't play no Fortnite. Let me go down there and have a conversation with Trev Albers, and uh, you know uh, I know I've got a little eligibility yet. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not in. You got your uh, COVID year. Maybe yes. You got your COVID year. There you go. Maybe not in basketball, but let me you know sneak out there and shine for about five minutes in football. Or something. <laughs> Well, the oldest, the oldest football player <laughs> in the history of the world, and I wouldn't play. I would be defense so I, I, because yeah. they need defensive linemen. So I'd back up uh, O'Shawn Mathis and just <laughs> one edge, one play yeah. a game for the UIL money. <laughs> well, remember, it's not Trev that you would be talking to because oh, the yeah. university has nothing Scott to do Frost. with it. Scott oh, Frost. Oh, right, yeah. Scott Frost. The university <laughs> has nothing to do with it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me go have Despite a the fact that the coaches are now coming out and asking the boosters to prop up the NIL. But um, that's what it is, and, and that's that's probably a modest number, to be honest, from Ohio State. They're not, like, nose deep in NIL as much as everybody else. They're, they're, their goal, I guess, is kind of toe the line of, like, play the game but not – get in trouble when all this stuff kind of gets uh so what is happening the restrictions then, come down what is what is happening with um the collectives has there anything come down from the NCAA on not that not yet? yet and that's that's what's basically the that's kind of like the 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 problem i suppose people would 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 a lot of people have a problem with the collectives because that can lead to 
recruiting more so than what NIL is there for yeah. originally. Um, but uh, that's what Nebraska's strength is, is, is they've got some, you know, they got a good collective going for them. So, you know, I, I and it's, 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 that's what I like about it. Um, and people, other than the fact that players finally get paid and all that, and I know that's not the problem that most people have with it. But what I do like about it is the teams that are, um, that have collectives ready are the, the teams that I want to see get back into being good. And that's when I like college football is when USC is good, when Texas is good, Texas A&M, Nebraska, mm-hmm. Miami, you know, mm-hmm. these are, these are the traditional powers that have the money haven't found the right coaches haven't found the right combination and and so they've kind of been dormant for years but maybe this could be what leads some of those powers back text line says what you said is no longer the uh uh what's my guy john in Cortland is no longer amateur? ncaa amateur no, hour it is now it's collegiate not. nfl basically yeah, yeah. or it is. collegiate nba Basically. And listen, I, I have no problem, like Fox said, I have no problem with the players getting paid. They should have been paid a long time ago. I have a problem I think with it's it. Statement. Wait, it's But it's basically yeah. just becoming free agency. And yeah. that's not what college athletics is. This yeah. should, these kids are still going there for school. And that's been completely lost in translation. Like You could have given them a statement, bro, across yeah, exactly. the board. You know, even if it was... But why Four, should a guy... Three, three to $5,000 a month. No, I'm, I'm why saying... Why should a guy have to go to school if he's... That part... I don't understand. And I that. agree with that too. But unfortunately, Maybe NFL, you, you can have you a scholarship or the stipend. I don't care whether you go to school or not. That's yeah. you know your decision. But there's a lot of guys that shouldn't that don't need to. But be if in you decide to go to, go to school, school but if you do decide to go to school, you still have to follow the rules that come with going to that school, and you have to meet the GPA requirements, and you have to abide by the rules. That's just how it works. But and, that's old. But that's, you can't. That's grandfathered in. Is, but if you're in the NBA, uh, trust me, when it comes to basketball, I think they should automatically be able to go. Baseball, I think you should be able to go to the minor leagues. Football, think of a nightmare that would be for the NFL if an 18-year-old is going up against a 29-year-old grown man. You're going to have injuries left and right. I mean, in the football, it's just not realistic. You can't throw an 18-year-old out there with a bunch of grown men. They're going to get hurt. That's no idea. They're going to get that. hurt. Why? Why are you I bringing this fact? No, Bach, you can't. But I was do a that. grown man at. I, I was a grown man at eighteen. Right. Yeah. But there are some kids. Devian Clowney. Six three. But what do you? Why do you think eighteen two, year olds are going to go up against twenty nine year olds because of nil? No, I'm saying if you if you have that rule where you can go immediately to the NFL I'm because that's going should... to happen and kids are just going to end up getting hurt. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the college system has been grandfathered in, and it's you know that's what it was from the beginning. So I don't have any beef with it. But I mean the 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 college football has become too big to even group it in with these other sports um, to say well the scholarship distribution here and there and have all this other stuff coming in on it. I just don't understand why it has to be still connected to the university and we do this facade that everybody there, nobody has a bad grade and everybody's doing great. It's 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 false to begin with. But I think that's that's not good, though, Buck, because look at the end of the day, these kids in college, 2% will go to play professional football. And that's the thing that's lost is you're still given an opportunity to get a college education at the end of the day. Like, that's the problem is why are we all talking about NIL and professional? At the end of the day... Two percent of these kids are going to be making big money and going to the professional and playing in the NFL. And it's about two. And those other ninety-eight percent kids are going to end up having a college education. When it's less than ten percent that is getting the money in NIL. I mean, there are people getting gift cards and hundred dollars or whatever, but the NIL, the the big numbers are going to. Okay, but then what happens when that kid blows out his knee and can't play anymore? 
But then what? But he doesn't have an education because you're saying that should be set aside. At least at the end of the day, you're giving it an education. I said it you're should giving be that optional. valuable asset that now when you blow out your knee, you still have an education from Nebraska. You still have an education from an Alabama, an Ohio State. You're still able to use that on a resume moving forward in life. That's the issue that I have. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I I think it should be optional. I don't think everybody should be forced in a, tra- a traditional school because I honestly I've seen it before. I went to college. Not all the athletes are are. This, this are, is what's going on right are now. Are earning on those the degrees block. to begin with. <laughs> First round. What do you yeah. think, Strick? Strick, you you. I mean, you were there. I mean, you you played in a time when NIL wasn't a thing. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I. Does the education aspect of it have any type of value? I mean, I, I, I think I think if if you come to a, a collegiate institution, regular students must go to class and they must adhere or they go on probation just like anybody else, right? I think you still have to adhere to those 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 rules still have to be a part of that process. I think there's so much that is gleaned from a college experience. The reason being is you're only going to play sports for so long. In football, right. it might be four years, maybe, you know, right. if that. Um, you, you're going to live so much more of your life outside of the sport right. that it teaches you all of those different things that you need to learn in life, discipline, you know, understanding that, yes, you get a syllabus. You've got a certain amount of time that needs to be acquired to read or to write your papers. And then it teaches you how to balance that that skill of understanding that I work better with piecemealing it, doing a little bit, or I work better under wraps three days before. You know, you learn all of those things so you know how to apply yourself, whether you're building your own business or you're doing, uh, you know, or, or you're working for somebody in business where you're going to have those things right. that you learn. In college. That's why I think you learn so much more in that process as opposed to just playing the sport. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and, and, and certainly I'm not downplaying college, although you know the cost of college has gone up quite a bit. Not everybody's getting the, what they want out of their degree to begin with, but that's for another day. I'm just saying that football is too big for to, to be tied into college because it's a facade to begin with. And I'd agree, and I would agree with that. And I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Do you think there's ever a situation where a USFL could be a minor league football? So these that's guys skip these guys skip the college football and they go directly to the pros but it's a minor they could but the problem with that is that you don't have a built-in fan base i mean that's what the usfl is dealing with right now right is you know i can talk about things being grandfathered in or whatever but it it is it is what it is for 100 you know more than 100 years they've developed these fan bases and there's traditions and yeah um you know local ties and people feel like they're part of it because they went to that college and all that stuff um you know so you could start a league it just would probably go on the wayside like every other you know league that competes the, with NFL the NFL would have to back it like the NBA backs the G League it would have to be something like that for it, it to does. be successful it, it it does and and here but this is the scarier part about that right we see we see a lot of things and this let's let's be real on the block today we see what happens to a lot of families to a lot of marriages um in situations when the lights turn off, when the game is ended, mm-hmm. and you understand you go from making, you know, a million, two million, right. five million to zero, and 
From that point on, everything starts draining. So if you haven't built a skill, if you haven't learned a trade, if you haven't understood or networked, that's what, those are the things that you get out of college is networking, right? Right. If you haven't built any of that and you find yeah. yourself going back to or, or relying on the homeboy hookup or where people are able to steal from you, you know, thief from you, oh, yeah. snake from you, take from you, then you're going to find yourself in a worse off. I mean, we see the stories all the time. Right. You know, they turn to, you know, the hood, the hood actions, the drugs and the, the, the robberies. And, and we see a lot of athletes that find themselves in these situations. So I think we have to do better at training them trade wise, teaching them about financial literacies Oh, yeah. I, all of yeah, these absolutely. things, just not to be talked about or spewn out or thrown out in like your, you know, the pre-draft stuff. They really, I think yeah. they need to do this in colleges. I mean, I'm not going to learn anything about no trigonometries and no, <laughs> you, know, st- you know, stuff like that right. in high school. Teach us, teach financial literacy so people really understand what to do with the money and when it comes to them. Even these kids now getting this big UIL money, if they have parents that have never had it, what can their parents teach they them? They'll end up right. finding themselves in the worst situation when they could have been set if they would have set it up yeah. the right way. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, one of the, the fears that people have with it. But hopefully, you know, it, uh, it you can't you can't prepare everybody for the big break in life. Hopefully they're able to take advantage of it, and, and, and we'll see how it kind of turns out in the coming years. We'll take a quick break here on the block. When we come back, it's time for Hitting the Hardwood. NBA Finals Game 1 is tonight. Uh, let's get it going. Can Steph Curry change his uh, his standing in the all-time discussion with the championship here? Let's talk about that coming up next year on The Block at 93.7 The Ticket.